sometimes you'll start working towards something and you think well actually this isn't getting me towards my like greater goal and I think then we actually need to go kind of further back why have we got this business in the first place why did we start it what are our values what is it that we want to achieve in our life and then how can our business help us to do that because sometimes we can find that we're like following a track of something that we feel like we should be doing and then for some reason there's friction hello and welcome to the nutrition business secrets podcast i'm joe cunningham i'm claire hitchin and i'm zoe whitman we're the founders of well connect the platform bringing you everything you need to know to grow a thriving nutrition business. We're passionate about the nutrition industry and we're on a mission to give other nutrition professionals the confidence and tools you need to build the business of your dreams without the overwhelm. We've got you covered from practical strategy advice, meaningful marketing, social media, knowing your numbers and so much more. Get ready to skyrocket your nutrition business with the help of industry experts. This is the Nutrition Business Secrets Podcast. Let's get started. Welcome to the Nutrition Business Secrets Podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm here with Joe Cunningham and Claire Hitchin. And today's episode is all about goal setting in your business. Now we're still in that like January hyper time where we're like thinking about what we're going to be doing for the rest of the year maybe you're still really motivated and you you are really like on track with hitting your goals but maybe a few weeks in it's feeling a bit more difficult to stay on track and you're thinking oh is this actually even really the right goal for me and how do I keep myself motivated to make sure I achieve it by the end of the year we're going to talk to you about specific goals that you can set in your nutrition business but we really want to take a holistic approach to how you goal set not just in business but also in your life so Joe and Claire, how have you approached goal setting for your own businesses? So hi. Yeah, I think holistic is is the key term there as well, isn't it? Because I think the first thing is you've got to think about um what you're doing, your business, you know, wh- why you're why you're doing what you're doing, making it fit around your family if you have one, um, and what time you have available. The, the biggest thing that I do um, at the beginning of each year is is reflect on the previous year. So I might be thinking about sort of what's worked well, what what didn't work well, thinking about what time I've got available this year for each different aspect. I might be thinking about my revenue streams and and thinking about diversifying my income potentially. I might want to sort of plan for something new, but really as well. So, you know, making time for your holidays, you know, that's something that I, I, when I first started working for myself, I did not put any annual leave in my calendar. So this year, for example, I have been through, I've time blocked. Um, I have some annual leave already booked in, probably not enough, but um, it's a start. Claire, what 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 are some of the things that you do in your um, goal setting? Yeah, I definitely agree with you on the deep dive into last year. I think I haven't always been a very reflective person. I was previously very much someone that was just go, 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 thinking about what I wanted to achieve in, in the year ahead. But I think definitely through our nutrition courses and our dietetic degrees, a lot lot of what comes into that is reflective practice and I think taking that through when you then start your business is really important even though not many of us like to do those reflections (laughs) during our qualifications but I definitely start with really diving into what went well what didn't what I want to do differently not only just personally in terms of what I enjoyed doing and what I didn't enjoy but also looking at the data and 
diving into kind of what the statistics are showing, what our sales figures were, and really looking at what what did work and perhaps what didn't so that you can then improve on that this year. Oh my goodness, the looking back is hard. I think particularly if you didn't have a great year and it's actually sometimes quite painful to look back. Like, you know, I think we're all our worst, our own worst critics. So we can look back and think, oh, you know, why did I do that? Or I got that so wrong. And I really think that that makes us quite resistant to reviewing the figures. But I definitely want to come back to this idea of like, how do we even measure this kind of stuff? And I I really love what you said, Joe, about making sure you've got time in for holiday. Like, it's not just about business. Like, we don't start the year. I suppose if you think about New Year's resolutions, you might think, right, 1st of January, I'm going to have a bit of a health kick. I'm going to sort my diet out. I'm going to make sure I'm exercising three times a week. All those, you know, standard New Year's resolutions people make. But we don't always do this in business. And what we've got to remember is that big businesses do do this. And we need to think of ourselves as business owners. So we do need to make the time for this. But we also need to take a step back and look at what our business means for our life, because you are running your business so that you can live your life in a certain way. So what do you want your life to look like? And how can you make sure that happens first? You know, I've I've got children, I run a business around my kids. And when I worked out, if I took some time off for myself to rest and, you know, worked on the business and, and had the school holidays off, realistically, I've only got about 170 days in the year to be working in the business. So I've really got to make sure that time counts. And I've also really got to make sure that work isn't kind of encroaching on those holidays because it's just not a nice place to be when you're trying to juggle the computer and the kids and everyone, you know, wants a snack. So how do you, um, Joe? you said that you've put holiday time in the diary this for the, like maybe for the first time. How have you approached that without feeling the guilt that I think we're really likely to feel about making time for ourselves? Yeah, that's a really good question. And and actually, I haven't ever done that exercise about reflecting on how many days I've got available in my year, but I imagine it's probably going to be a similar amount. And and actually, I feel really proud. And I think we should all be really proud that we can actually achieve so much in what feels like um, not a lot of time. But yeah, in, in terms of sort of how I, how I go about it, I mean, I, I think I try to treat it as if I am a payrolled member of staff so um, I am my only person on payroll but if I was employed by a company then I would be given a set allowance of holiday so I I try to make sure that I've got that allowance of holiday in there talk it through with my other half and think about the summer holidays we do do some element of summer clubs and things like that but I also want my family time to be that protected family time and not have her grow up thinking that mum was always working so I think about what what time I have available for holiday, try and try and pop that in there. I I think we're probably going to be talking about time blocking and different methods of time blocking um, um, as well in maybe a different kind of episode. But time blocking, I've got loads of different colours in my calendar and I try to make sure that they are protected. So I have reminders to tell me when to change what tasks I'm doing. And when I have got something blocked out for for annual leave or a a me day at the moment, I am indulging myself and having a spa morning each week, Um, something that I've never done before. But I think it's really important for my own mental space. And I am not letting that go. I'm not I've got things that I could do in that time, but I'm choosing to keep that as completely protected time. Is is that how you guys approach it? 
Yeah, I exactly the same. Like I try and look at my month ahead and at least give myself a day off um, because I think even just the kind of mum admin uh, sometimes gets in the way and it's so stressful when you're trying to organise something or, do you know what, get to the dentist or something or getting a haircut when all you're trying to do is either fit it around the kids uh, when you don't want them to be sat there bored or you're like trying to take up work time when actually you could be doing something else and it feels really urgent then and it feels so stressful. So just allocating those time blocks in the diary means that you know that you can get those things done. I think it's really important to remember that we can't run great businesses or be great at other aspects of our lives if we're not taking the time to look after ourselves. So like, we have to be number one on the list. Like, whatever's going on for you, you've got to make time for yourself. Otherwise, you just get burnt out. So let's talk about the business goals, because hopefully now everyone knows the importance of having some time in the diary for themselves. We need to set some goals in business. But if you're anything like me, uh, you are probably quite overwhelmed with all the things that you could be doing. And this feels quite stressful, like when you think, oh, I need to do a bit of that and a bit of that. And wouldn't it be great if I could do this? How do we get really focused in on like, actually, what is the project that we need to be focusing on this year? Um, and how am I actually going to achieve that? Joe, do you have a plan for like how or do you have an approach for how you decide what is um, what is a task that doesn't need to be on the list and what doesn't need to be on the list? Um, I do. Yes. So and I mean, it sounds a little bit cheesy, but I almost create my own sort of goal setting worksheet. So it's something that I refer back to regularly where I, at the beginning of the year, I will write down my goals. I will order them into sort of short term, longer term. I might even sort of set a priority against them of sort of low, medium, high. Um, I'll put a deadline on there. And I think I also then link that in with like a reminder on my calendar so that I can see I've got this deadline coming up to just keep that sort of present. That that's a goal that I really said that I wanted to, to achieve. I also on that worksheet have a column for like roadblocks. So things that might get in the way of me achieving my goals, which might be, I mean, it, it could be an unexpected roadblock like illness. It could be that you're waiting on other people to help collaborate on something potentially. I mean, there, there, there could be loads of different roadblocks, but thinking about what are those risks to um, achieving your goals is really important. And then SMART goals is something that we all get taught about from probably school level, um, you know, A-level or college, university. It's something that we always get told about, but we really don't necessarily think about it when it really comes in into, you know, goal setting. We, just in case no one's familiar with, with SMART goals, it's making sure that they are specific, making sure that they're measurable, making sure that your goal is attainable, that you can actually meet meet your goal. Um, making sure they're relevant to your actual business vision um, and also making sure that it has a, a that it's time bound so it's got a clear completion date and a really good example that springs to mind for for so I can sort of relate back to smart goals is one of my previous clients she wanted to achieve 20% revenue growth for her clinic versus the previous year and when we went into the strategic discussions, it really became apparent that she hadn't thought about how she might actually achieve that growth. So she just picked the 20% almost out of the sky of, you know, that would be a really great amount to grow my business by. And yes, it is. And it really was. But we really had to then wind that back and work out how can we actually achieve that? And it actually meant that she would have to open up more days of seeing clients and Really, if she wanted to achieve that 20% revenue growth, she had to think about diversifying her revenue stream. So thinking about maybe getting some extra corporate events, maybe thinking about 
online courses. We, we sort of brainstormed what might be realistic for her in the time frame that we had. And I think that's just that's something that we'll be talking about when it comes to sort of business planning and thinking about the finances a little bit more. It's just making sure that your goals are really smart. How about you, Claire? How do you like get through the overwhelm of all the things you could be doing and decide, particularly like in this time where you're like getting ready to have a baby and you know like there are things you probably want to get off the list before you take that time out? How do you choose what is the priority? Yeah, it's a really important process, isn't it? Because, you know, I I try really hard to lean into what worked well. So based on that strategic reflection of the previous year and also what you want to achieve this year, you know, leaning into what really worked well cutting out or reinventing what you don't enjoy and what hasn't worked or anything that drags you down and being confident that you don't have to do everything or achieve everything all at once. There can be a pathway. There can be something that you say, I will achieve that goal in three years and you kind of cut it out of your mind for this year. I think getting that clarity on the few things that are really important and will move the dial on your business is is definitely where I start, you know, thinking bigger picture but then not being afraid to also tweak those as you go through the year Um, I know Zoe you've mentioned kind of a 90-day plan and a a quarterly plan um, and reviewing that and on regular occasions I think it's really important yeah I think you're right like sometimes you'll start working towards something and you think well actually this isn't getting me towards my like greater goal and I think then we actually need to go kind of further back why have we got this business in the first place why did we start it what are our values what is it that we want to achieve in our life and then how can our business help us to do that because sometimes we can find that we're like following a track of something that we feel like we should be doing and then for some reason there's friction like Joe Joe sort of said like sometimes there's a blocker and if that blocker is coming up because actually this isn't the right thing for you and your business it doesn't fit with your purpose it's not it's not going to get you to where you want to be or it just doesn't feel right then maybe actually that wasn't the right goal to have so I think like the very first point of this is to think about like what are my values um I always talk about like family financial security those are two of my core values that run through everything I do and if there's something that's coming up for me and it's like well actually this isn't helping me to spend time with my family and I don't feel confident about like the income streams here then maybe it's something that's a kind of nice to have seems like it could be a good idea or everyone else is doing it but it isn't really for me so I think it's really tuning back into who you are and having that like strategic plan I mentioned earlier like how we tend to forget that we are business owners and actually our business has lots of different departments and roles and different things that need to be happening so there are lots of areas of our business that do need to have our attention which could all have their own individual goals and I think that's where we start to feel that or the overwhelm with well actually I could bring that software in and that would really help me run my business better or I should set up this great big process where I'm recording all of these KPIs and measuring myself all over the place and then that feels like a big activity we need to do and then we think I need to do all this activity to market to my clients and maybe I should do this and this and this and it just becomes too much and I think just giving yourself like one or two specific goals in each area of your business helps you to get traction then you can decide whether you do it or you delegate it or how whether it really belongs on the list and you can set yourself much shorter term goals because we are in this habit of setting annual goals I mean if you've ever worked in a corporate world you might go through an annual planning cycle and a budgetary cycle and so I think that's where a lot of this comes from 
But actually, we can get a lot more done than we think we can if we set ourselves quarterly goals. And, you know, when I wrote my first book, I wrote it in about three months end to end because I've decided, well, I'm going to get this done. This is my only focus. If I pick the computer up, that's the thing I'm working on. And I think it's just having that clarity to be able to make the choices that will get you to like create whatever you need to do to get that goal completed is going to keep that um, motivation and that traction because otherwise we kind of drift towards the end of the year and we think oh I still didn't do that and either we have a mad rush at the end of the year to get it done and it does get done or we go oh well doesn't matter now maybe I'll make that my goal for next year so I think having that much shorter window can really help us do you um Joe you were talking about like how you kind of make sure that you know what the steps are to achieve those goals do you go through a 90-day planning cycle and how do you make sure that you're measuring your progress to like know that you're achieving those those goals with those smart targets you're setting yourself I will be completely honest and so it's probably one of the things that I find the hardest because I think I think in the nutrition world it can be that overwhelm and I think for me and we'll talk about it with Claire in a moment it's my strategic marketing strategy is the hardest part for me of like how do I make my marketing strategy and how do I see whether I'm on track for that because I've got my background in accountancy I can sort of plan my 90-day plan in terms of revenue and I can I've got Google ads pay-per-click ads so I regularly monitor my progress on that to see whether I'm reaching my goals that I'd set and I also have my client management software which helps me analyze and look back towards what types of clients I'm getting through the door how many comparing the new new appointments versus review appointments I've got targets for corporate events for example but for me the biggest sticking point that I I will put my hands up and say that I don't have a 90-day plan for yet and I struggle with the most and I think it's probably the same for most dietitians and nutritionists I speak to it's the marketing side of things where I I just can't uh, it's like this big block because we go we don't get taught it at university it's one of those things we're expected to be able to do so I'm really really interested to 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 move on and just and hear about um goal setting for the marketing side of things from Claire Definitely. Well, let me dive in. Um, as you say, marketing goals are really important, you know, and, and it is worth saying that some aspects of marketing are really easily measurable and there are some that aren't. And I think the the difference there is between kind of brand marketing, i.e. what someone might think and feel about your business, um, that you can't necessarily measure that easily, but also then you've got performance marketing, which Joe, you talked about Google ads, which would sit under that more performance marketing that you can really clearly track that data. You can set the goals, you can set the target reach, et cetera, um, and really measure that. And I think that's definitely worth doing and looking at it on a monthly basis or a quarterly basis and not going into every single day because you need to be looking over the long term. Marketing is not a quick fix. It's about brand building. It's about really growing your business sustainably. And it's really important when setting marketing goals that these relate back to your business objectives that you've talked about. So not setting marketing goals kind of meaninglessly um, that aren't tying back to what you actually want to achieve in your business and your values as, as Zoe's talked about. I hear a lot of nutritionists and dietitian clients saying that their goal is to grow their Instagram to 10K followers or 100K followers. And actually, it's not about the numbers of followers. It's about increasing that awareness and audience base, maybe to generate five or 10 more nutrition clients a month. 
you know, that that reach on social needs to tie back to what you're actually achieving in your business. So you kind of have to start with where you want to get to, what the end result you want to achieve is, and work backwards to plan how you'll get there. Yeah, I'm just really interested, Claire, just to, if you could give us an example of goals that you might set in in the nutrition business space that relate to marketing. So you've mentioned sort of like increasing your social media reach and linking it back to number of paid clients. What are other some examples of some um, goals that you might set in this space? Really good question. So I think for for nutritionists and dietitians, um, there's a few key great marketing goals that I think is is really good to set in a nutrition business um a core goal a core business goal is often to increase awareness and then therefore increase revenue increase client base which is what we call kind of the top of the funnel where you're reaching new people aiming to bring them into your business and for marketing that building awareness can really translate into a lot of specific goals So it's not enough just to say, I want to increase awareness or I'm going to post on social media, set up my website, etc. So it's really time to get specific. So, for example, one marketing goal to increase awareness could be increase your social media reach by 30%, say, over the next three to six months. And you do that by posting three reels a week or by running a paid social ad or by setting up collaborations with others that have a bigger social presence. So coming back to what you talked about, Joe, with smart goals, you know, not instead of saying grow social media, you've got to really get specific on what's achievable. Another marketing goal for awareness could be boost your visibility on Google search and appear in the top 10 searches when you when you search your specific terms. So that might be I'll write one blog post a week or I'll offer to write a guest blog post for other sites that are coming up in that search term and also using Google ads. So getting really specific there um, is, is really important. And a final one that I think is, is really important is referrals. So a lot of nutritionists and dietitians say that a lot of their business comes from referrals and your business goal might be to increase revenue through professional referrals translate that into a marketing goal and that might look like you know wanting to connect with two or more other professionals whether that's GPs or specialist medics or personal trainers and you might set a marketing goal of connecting with them twice a month um, and make a list and start to plan to reach out and build those contacts and so it's really getting specific with marketing goals it kind of makes it a no-brainer, doesn't it, when you've gone to this level of detail. So you've decided on that top goal, but then you've given it a lot of colour and it helps you to track it. But this is where it's important to be checking in with how you're doing and like reviewing. Is Am I actually doing the right activities that are going to get me there? I can remember tracking social media stats and having zero, zero followers on YouTube. And it's OK. Like, it's OK to write it down as much as it feels kind of silly to say it. It's the only way you can see that you're making progress. And I think we really need that kind of positive feedback for ourselves to know that all of this hard work, because Claire, you said it's a long game. You've got to know it's it's because you'll celebrate every new follower. You'll be like, yes, I've got one more today. And I think it's you need that like dopamine hit because that's what keeps the motivation strong, doesn't it? So um, I really love that. Thank you so much for breaking that down for us. I've learned a lot from that, Claire. Um, I'd love to put you both on the spot just a little bit um, just before I wrap up, because I'd really love to know what your own goals are. Joe, have you set yourself a goal? Like what's your one big thing, your kind of North Star for 2023? 
So uh, it probably is no surprise given that we've got it, we've started a podcast, but my biggest goal is with Claire and yourself to launch our business, WellConnect Coaching, by just after the Easter holidays is, is our target. So I have a goal of carrying on to continue my Greenlight Nutrition practice where I see clients and I work on corporate events and I have financial targets that I monitor for that. But my main biggest goal that, that is taking up all my energy and space and I'm absolutely so super passionate and excited about it is working with you ladies to to, to make it more attainable for people to actually be able to grow their business and working with, with like-minded dietitians, nutritionists to give them you know, expert insight to, to help them grow their business. And, and running your own practice means you've got endless distractions. You, your attention is just divided everywhere. And I think it, it's, you just need to focus on taking that time to, to prioritize and, and really write down, you know, writing things down could just make such a big difference. Amazing. Oh, I love that, Joe. And um, how about you, Claire? Well, Joe, I will echo what Joe said as well in terms of, you know, my biggest goal for this year is to make marketing advice, incredible marketing advice, more accessible to dietitians and nutritionists to really help them grow their businesses. And I've really had to balance that this year with my personal goal of personal situation and goal of um, being able to balance that with a new baby coming um, and really focusing on making sure that whatever I do in business is scalable and it's not kind of trading time for money directly. And similarly, I want to help other dietitians and nutritionists do the same. I love that. And so many people will be working towards that kind of goal as well, because we've all got different like pulls on our time. So to be able to build a business which is sustainable and can work without you doing all the things all the time is a really good business model to be working towards. Um, personally, I'm writing another book. I'm really passionate about how we time block so that we can make sure that we can fit all of these things in. Like we really need to be so tuned into and aware of like what needs our attention, both in our business, but also making sure that we can fit the things into our life that are really important to us and the real reason that we're here running these businesses. Thank you so much for sharing time with us today on the podcast. It's been great to have you here. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Take care. Bye.